Hey everyone, welcome to the Speak Podcast. We just want to say thank you and enjoy the show. Today's episode is sponsored by Burn Butter. Burn Butter is an all-natural, low-carb, keto-friendly product created to help you consume healthy fats when you need them the most. You can add it to your coffee, you can add it to foods, you can add it to snacks, smoothies, you can even consume it straight out of the pouch. A cool way to do it though is add it to your coffee, give it a nice blend, and you're ready to go. It is a new way to add healthy fats into your diet without making any big adjustments. So you can find them at burnbutter.com or you can visit them on IG at burnbutters. And you can also check out any of the flavors they have on their website. I would recommend the mocha. So far, my favorite. Our next sponsor is the PNW Lofts. These guys are making spaces to get stuff done. It is all about collaborating and working with other like-minded individuals in your community to help you get your projects done. With COVID-19 happening and changing the way people work together, I think the PNW's Loft is here to inspire those that want to get stuff done and want to have a place to create. So you should check them out at pnwlofts.com or you can visit them on IG at PNW Loft. And our last sponsor for the day is Iron and Ash. Iron and Ash is a new construction and design company in Spokane, Washington. They are designing in an artistic manner. We actually had them come in and design the studio for us. We had a vision that we wanted to see. We let them know what we wanted to make happen, and they made it happen. So really, it's about letting them work their magic and giving them something to work with. They've done a great job with our studio space, and anybody out there that's looking for some design or construction work, these guys are a great option. They're up and coming. They're new, so you guys can find them on IG at ironandash.fabrication. All right. Hi, everybody. How's it going today? Thank you for joining us on our first episode of the Speak Podcast. This is going to be one of our first many episodes that we release. So we're really happy for everybody listening in, everybody joining us. And we are excited for our one of our first special guests. Today, I actually have Becca Lynn with me. She is a clinical hypnotherapist, an intuitive soul coach, and a licensed massage therapist. So we have a lot we're going to talk about today in this brief short time. So listen up. Becca, welcome. Well, thank you so much. I'm so happy to be here. Yeah, I'm glad you decided to come and I'm happy that you made some time for this. Um, so let's go ahead and just jump into it. And I know I've got got to know you a little bit from before speak and kind of getting to know you now. But for everybody that's kind of listening in, let's l- learn a little bit about you. Tell me about yourself, you know, what you do and why we're here. Perfect. Well, um, as you mentioned, I'm a clinical hypnotherapist. Um, that's kind of the title, but really what I really am passionate about and love to do is past life regression and I do what I kind of call soul regression in hypnotherapy which is QHHT Um, and it's a really powerful modality that just helps people get a better understanding of them of themselves and kind of what's going on so one of my passions is just really helping people get to the core of who they are I don't know if you've ever been you know in a conversation where you might think it yourself or other people are saying it, you know, it's just like, gosh, I, you know, I feel like I'm in a rat race. I'm doing whatever I'm doing, but I just wish I was like, I knew what my sole purpose was. I knew what my life's purpose was, or yes. I just don't feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Yep. And a lot of times um, we're not taught all of the ways that our subconscious mind works. We're not taught, you know, really how to trust our inner voice Mm -hmm. or to act on the things that really bring us joy and happiness. We are so programmed to basically be the perfect little students, be the perfect child growing up, be the perfect worker growing up. And so we are constantly finding ourselves adhering to other people's rules Mm -hmm. and 
in that we lose ourselves. Mm -hmm. Usually people don't even know really what their true passion is after the age of seven years old. Our childhood just starts to disappear and disappear oh, gosh, and yeah. disappear. And so honestly, when I get that opportunity to be with somebody, to really help them start to get that confidence in that, um, those skill sets and how to really start to delete the programs that don't work for them anymore, delete the contracts, delete all of the limitations that have been keeping them from living a life that is actually a life they want to live. That light turns on in their eyes and that that's what I live for. That, that's what, that's you, what lights me up. <laughs> geez, man, you're giving me chills because that's something <laughs> that people will nowadays I think is set aside so far or so behind them that they will almost never pick it up or look at that aspect in their life. I mean, and what I mean by that is traumatic events, you know, people going through relationships, um, loss of jobs, loss of income, loss of family, whatever it is. We go through so many things on our day to day that it piles up and, you know, those underlying pieces that need to be get resolved. So like our spiritual health, our mental health and wellness, it gets basically put on the back burner. From what I'm noticing and picking up nowadays, most people don't know where to begin or how to start they don't know exactly the questions they need to ask themselves to figure out is this really what i want to do or is this something what i want to continue to do and pursue and i think that's where a lot of the downfall will happen is the, the lack of knowledge and how to do this uh soul-based therapy whether it's from a professional or even from a friend I, like you just said i don't think it has been really taught about at all i mean i can't remember the last time i was told to search deep down and is this what you really want to do I mean, I'm asked it maybe occasionally, like you said, like, hey, how's your day going? How, how's your job? But in reality, I don't think there's been a moment in my life where I've even probably sat down in myself and said, is this what I really, really want to do? So it's crazy that you actually, and there's people out there that really do that because, you know, I didn't really know that it was a concept that was needed to be developed in people. Right, right. It's really interesting because as you actually start to learn how your subconscious works and mm -hmm. how your um, belief systems work and pretty much the fact that 99 98 99% of the thoughts you have are not even yours yeah and if like it's mind-boggling to think that the majority of every decision you're making is based on an opinion that somebody else gave you mm -hmm. generally before the age of seven years old and in that it's kind of a wild and crazy thought to think that we're making adult situations on decisions and beliefs we bought into at maybe two years old yeah. or three years yep. old and so we don't really have like a whole new cognitive way of really dealing with them many of them i mean how many times have you seen an adult being out there get triggered by something and you're looking at them going like oh my god they're throwing a temper tantrum yep. right now no. like what the heck is that yeah. <laughs> wow i've actually never really thought of it that way but you're absolutely right it's one of those things that you you carry in, in the business world it's it's about awareness and retention mm -hmm. you know so you grew up with your family household your whole life and say your mom uses downy or gain as a laundry detergent the second you go out on your own and you're in college and you're in you're an adult you try to buy your first laundry detergent you're gonna buy the one you remember because you want to do it right you want to do it <laughs> right like, you yeah. want to do it like mom or you want to do it like everybody else does and they use this so i'm just going to use this as well rather than take the second and you know make that personal informative decision on whatever it is whether it's a you know choosing a career or choosing a partner or whatever again it could be as easy as laundry soap we get used to 
flowing and choosing what we already know or what we've been told is what is normal. Exactly. And I think that's, from what I'm understanding from what you're saying, it can be very dangerous. It absolutely can, just because a lot of the things that are locked into our subconscious mind. Um, so if you want to think about it, your subconscious mind is actually affecting your parasympathetic and your sympathetic system. Okay. So it's automatically sending signals to your entire body whenever you walk into a situation. So say you walk into a room and um, you're overly empathic because you grew up in maybe a household that had verbal abuse or physical abuse or you really needed to watch your p's and q's or walk on eggshells and mm -hmm. so you actually have an overly alert parasympathetic sympathetic system that is actually precognitively trying to be an inner psychic for you trying to really? kind of predetermine what the next thing is coming so that you'll be safe and in that what happens is then you get a, a whole generation of people who actually think they're super empathic because what they're really doing is they're so outside of themselves that they're reading their environment and all the people around them in order to have a sense of safety. Yep. So if you kind of break it down, we're going to realize that most of the, de the decisions that people are making are based on fear. Fear okay. as a motivator. Mm -hmm. And what this means is that there's people out there who are in a job they absolutely hate. Yep. It's making them sick. They mm -hmm. get anxiety. They're mm -hmm. anxious. Their whole stressors are just off the wall at a job they know they absolutely hate. <laughs> but fear of losing their home, fear of having to go to someone and say, oh, I lost my job. I don't have a job. Or, oh, you know, all the years I spent at school and I haven't even paid off that loan yet. How am I supposed to like stand up in front of my friends or my family and say like, oh, well, I just let all of that go. And, and then there's this list of predetermined beliefs that come. I'm a loser. I'm not good enough. I'm not worthy. I'm unlovable. Maybe they won't like me anymore. I won't fit in. There's all this brigade of stuff that goes. Now, everybody's is completely unique and different, but if you actually stripped it all to the core, we all pretty much come down to a desire and a need to fit in, to belong, mm -hmm. and to be loved. Yep. That's it. Yep. Like in a home that every infant and every child coming in will actually completely morph who they are in order to not be discarded from the family. So if it means that I need to be quiet and and do what mom says or let you know whatever the family dynamics are that child will completely break away pieces of themselves and their identity and what it is they truly want and love in this world in order to morph into the family structure that they're in so that they will survive Jeez, that is crazy you know what i don't even know where to begin with you telling me that because everybody has past everybody has history mm -hmm. right um I personally myself come from a, a family that's actually similar to that kind of lifestyle and aspect where you are walking on eggshells and you're expected to do one thing and you're expected to do A and B happens. And then so since B happened, now C is happening. Um, and it wasn't, you know, it was it was normal to me. I still yet today and growing up and learning about the, the family dynamics of 
other people's and like what other individuals have gone through. I'm I'm going to be 24 this year and I've met a lot of people now finally in my age range that are sharing stories of like their past of how they really felt when they were growing up in these the interesting part that I'm finding about all this is that I have a three-year-old. His name's Rudy, and he's going to be three in October. Um, and Rudy, he is a very active and hyper child. He likes to jump around. He likes to do what he wants to do. And he really, he has a, he has a personality now. And they do when they're born, right? They, they start from babies, and they develop into who they are. And it's really interesting with what you just said about if Rudy, if I'm training Rudy to be quiet, Rudy will let go of that loud or ambunctious overactive part of himself and leave it in his childhood and we may never see rudy as that loud rambunctious adult that he's meant to be and that's crazy you know it i don't think about that until you tell me like until i hear this now and i'm like wow i've never really thought about the long-term effects of how somebody can be affected just based on what what you're teaching them i mean it's kind of a given right teaching what you Mm -hmm. know is going to obviously teach them what they know in the future but to to know that you can teach somebody to almost break themselves down that's that's crazy i never really thought of it that way really haven't (laughs) it's the um it's it's that whole thing of of being a parent yeah and especially when you really start to heal yourself and start to let go of the past inevitably you get to these moments of going like oh my gosh i've messed my kid up right? how can i oh well you that's what you just gave me chills when you said that i was like oh no i'm doing things wrong but here's the really cool thing here's the really cool thing even though it seems really heavy and it can it can actually be really cathartic like in a sense where there's a lot of emotion that comes yeah, out definitely. healing all of this oh yeah once we kind of get the wheels moving understanding that you have the sovereign right to choose your life now mm-hmm. so regardless of what your family dynamic was growing up because here's the here's the real kicker yeah your family it. dynamic that you grew up into is one tiny portion of all of the subconscious layers of what's going on in your dna yep. you have all of your ancestral history behind you right so you have at least seven generations before you that are affecting you within just your cellular structure but here's the amazing thing because if you think about it all of the ancient teachings and all of our ancestors they when they were really in tune and in touch they knew that everything they did affected seven generations before them and seven generations after that's kind of why you hear a lot of that talk of like this is a Wow. Okay. So everything you heal within yourself isn't just healing you. It's healing your parents, your grandparents, your great-grandparents, your great-great-grandparents, and so on. And even more importantly than that, it's healing your little boy. Everything you choose to stand up and have the balls to heal within yourself in this lifetime, you are literally shifting and changing on a quantum level his dna structure so that he doesn't have to repeat those cycles yeah gosh yeah wow honestly and yeah and that's one of the as a parent because i'm a again rudy's three so i've only been a parent for about three years but Mm -hmm. within those three years it's been it's just for me it's just been a journey of figuring out how i want to live the life and like you just said you know you really don't think about it this way a lot of people will take their childhood and say it is it is them. That's who they are. Their family, their past family dynamic is still who they are today. Mm-hmm. And I think 
for me personally, at least I have learned over time to get away from that identity because it's not, you know, you may have grown up there, but it's not who you are. It may have molded you into like the person you are today, but you have the ability, like you just said, to, you know, change those physics and that DNA about you, that structure and the way you, whether it's a mindset thing, a health thing, a lifestyle thing. I, I don't want to say it's uh I don't want to say it's not important to people because I know people deep, like you said, there's a, there's a core belief behind all this and people do want to be happy. People, people do want to be accepted and um, they don't want to be an outcast. Uh, but we get so caught up in that we don't take care of those internal factors, which then just lead to, it's just water over boiling. Things start to build up and just spill out and you don't know where you are in the end. Yeah. yeah. You, you brought up a good point in, in that people don't want to be outcasts. Yeah. Right. And unfortunately that's a hurdle mm -hmm. that's going to have to be overcome. Yeah. And when we're born onto this planet, you know, if you actually think about it, we're, we're infinite beings, right? Yeah. But from the moment you're born, first of all, you're labeled human. The second label you're given is you're a man, you're a boy. So mm -hmm. now you've been given another identity. And if you, outside of just your family structure, just the idea of being a man has all of its own labels and implications mm -hmm. upon it like we're still in a society that it's not safe for a man to not look strong oh yeah that yep. a man can't cry you know that you know just buck up you yep. know just just get it done just get it done and there's all of these you know it's like well it's your job to work it's your job to provide for the family it's you know and all of this stuff and and men can't be sensitive and share their emotions that's BS, right? And you can see that those are all labels, but that's a label that's put on. The next we have labels of our um, financial status of our family, where our family's born, let alone race, color, religion, all of these things. So if you think about it, you're an infinite soul that came into this planet to mm -hmm. have a life experience. But before you could even speak one word, you had so many labels put on you Mm -hmm. that you had no choice but to de to be something other than who you truly are. Right. And I want to come back just to that whole idea that we, if you really start to look at things, people are, again, basing their life off of fear. Mm -hmm. Right? So caveman days, that worked really well. Right. Caveman days, you know, <laughs> saber tooth was really scary. I don't, don't want to, yeah, you, you know, stay yep. get my club. I'm going to get in the cave. But, we're at a place now, and I know everybody can really feel it. I know with the energy that's going on on the planet, people are starting to wake up. People are starting to go like, wait, this isn't right. This doesn't feel right. Why am I agreeing to all of this stuff that's happening right now? And in that, we get the opportunity through conversations like this, mm -hmm. through, for through even just connecting with a friend that's just like, hey, man, don't you think something's just a little off? And you know what that is? It's asking questions. And when we start to ask questions, we start to go like, wait a minute. Why do I like vanilla ice cream and not chocolate? Mm -hmm. You know, and it's, it can simply just come down to because I choose it. It's just what I like. Yeah. That's it. And so when we start to realize it's okay, all right, so... Here I am. I've created this life around me. Why is it that I don't want to quit that job? Mm -hmm. Why is it that I don't want to pursue, you know, taking care of animals or starting my own business or I don't, whatever infinite amount. I mean, there's, a, there's so many ways that you can express creativity. 
And why is it that I'm choosing to be here? And then you start to catch those triggers because those triggers, your physical body in itself, again, coming back to your subconscious, your parasympathetic and your sympathetic system give you signals. As soon as you think about leaving your job, it's a panic in the chest. Yeah. It's a sinking feeling in the stomach. It's a a lump in the throat. It's a maybe cold chills or hot. It doesn't matter how your body responds, but your body's going to give you signals. And when you start to actually learn to communicate with your physical body, who's constantly speaking to you, every signal that your body's giving you is actually the voice of your subconscious mind in a physical, tangible form where you can go like, oh, wow, isn't that interesting? So when that trigger comes up, you can literally stop and go like, oh, wow, isn't that interesting? I thought about leaving my job and I broke into a panic. I got cold sweats. My stomach started hurting. Hmm. It's this feeling. It's this feeling of panic. Like I'm afraid, like I'm scared, like I'm going to let others down, like Mm -hmm. I won't know what to do. And all you have to do is start trailing that and realizing that it's the open doorway to the places in your past, past use, past timelines that are still holding an essence of you that, and for lack of a better way of saying it, got lost, got fragmented. Mm-hmm. And that doorway opens up so you can go back and maybe it's you at three years old where you didn't realize it but you heard mom and dad say that if a man doesn't have a job he isn't worth anything Mm -hmm. and then it's like oh I always have to have a job this is the one I have and you get to go back to that moment with your current consciousness that you have now and decide does that work for me now and in essence what this is is that you're taking a full audit of every contract every belief that you are operating from in this moment and going like wait a minute I have all these contracts and agreements here. I need to go through these files and see if they still work for me because I'm going to tell you probably almost 100% of them need to be rewritten or completely deleted. (laughs) That's going to lead me into my next question, I guess, which is say you're, you're taking these steps, you're taking these actions, you're doing these things, you're trying to make these changes. Is there a suggested way to maybe break down the thought process i guess you kind of already said go back and retrace kind of to why you feel that these contracts and agreements are what you're agreeing to and how are they different from what you really believe now i feel like sometimes people get scared to do that because like you said we're so accustomed to making sure that you stay in that job for at least a year you can't leave sooner than a year because who does that right or you can't stop a new project that you just started because you just started it like there's that one side of logistics like you can't know something's not going to work until you obviously give it a shot but i think people will get scared to make the decisions that you're suggesting which is yeah let's let's change something let's break up with a partner let's quit our job let's um maybe change our day-to-day activities is there something i guess you would suggest or you would find that has been useful to you to help you make those decisions or changes um, yeah, and that's a really good question because it, it is. It's like, well, great, I know this is broken, but what do I do? Right, right. Um, so one of the first things I like to work with people with is beginning to, first of all, learn to communicate with your subconscious mind, l- learn to hear the signals of your body. Okay. So the first step is actually to catch those initial reactions that we're actually going through life mostly reacting to things rather right. than 
creating the life mm-hmm. we want and choosing our our way that we deal with things and so first of all is to catch those reactions and in that moment literally just stopping and going like whoa isn't that interesting isn't Mm -hmm. that interesting that I just did that isn't that interesting that they said that to me and I wanted to punch them I got so pissed I really wanted to start crawling yeah or I wanted to curl away and hide it we catch those initial reactions Mm -hmm. and then I tell people if you have the opportunity to start doing clearing on it right then great if not take a note of it because this is going to require you dedicating some time to you towards an introspection into dedicating time into really doing that audit of all of your contracts and going what is this so the tool that i have found to be incredibly powerful is contract revocations so deleting contracts clearing statements and there's a lot of different verbiage and there's a lot of different ways out there but the whole main thing is first of all to catch it and go isn't that interesting isn't that interesting i reacted that way Mm -hmm. wherever that came from however that got there or whomever i learned it from i do not agree to it anymore Right here and now in this very I am moment of now, I'm canceling it and deleting it now. I am choosing a new way. And in that, it's you, first of all, taking responsibility for the action. And then the next step beyond that is to actually realize that you in some way co-created that. Mm-hmm. That there, I, ca- I like to call it the sacred ritual of Ho'oponopono. Ho'oponopono is, is a practice of forgiveness. It's realizing that no matter what you've done in this current existence, that you in some way agreed to it, even if you were one years old. And you, in that moment, decided that it was better to be quiet and go hide in a corner rather than to be who you were. You consciously made that agreement. Yeah. Yep. But here's the cool thing. As messed up as that is because we've been through so many painful experiences and as as humanity, I mean there are there are things that that people have gone through that are excruciatingly heartbreaking to mm-hmm. hear. Oh yeah. Right? And in that can come the argument, how was I a part of this? This happened to me. Well, as long as we're ever playing victim and I'm I'm gonna get really raw on this. I mean, we're even getting into situations of rape, of situations where things have been superimposed on another person forcefully, mm-hmm. yep. um, abuse of any kind. Yep. Where in our logic, we're like, how did I co-create that? Mm-hmm. As long as we are still holding the victim-victimizer programming, as long as we are still holding ourselves as a victim, we will always be giving and leaking our power away. So even if it is just for a moment, acknowledging in some moment that however I agreed to it, in whatever way I participated with it, knowing or unknowing, spoken or unspoken, in consciousness or in ignorance, I'm setting it free. I'm letting it go. I don't agree to it anymore. In this very moment, I'm canceling it. I'm deleting it. However, I created this for whatever purpose of learning, for whatever purpose of, say, it was to to learn to be silent as a child. 
However, I decided that my voice wasn't important in order for me to survive or in order for me to fit in. I acknowledge that I created that and it was a useful tool for a while, but that doesn't work for me anymore. Yep. So it's literally going like, I don't, I don't, I may not have all the answers. I may not know why mm -hmm. that I consciously, my subconscious jumped in and went, yeah, we should do this. Mm -hmm. It's a matter of going like, hey, the past is the past. The past isn't real anymore. The past is just a reoccurring loophole tape that's playing. The only thing that's real is right here, right now. Mm -hmm. And absolutely everything that's ever happened in the past, you can heal in the very right here moment of now. And all you have to do is in this very moment, choose. Do I still want this in my life mm -hmm. or am I done with it? I'm rewriting it now. And it's starting that process of forgiveness. So as you start to catch it, as you start to acknowledge it, as you start to realize that you may not know why this was in your life. Was it this life? Was it past life? Like, is this part of my soul family? Where is this coming from? I don't know. I don't have all the answers, but I'm choosing something new right here, right now. Canceling it. I'm deleting it. I'm letting it go. And you take a deep breath. And every time you take a deep breath, your breath actually resets your entire parasympathetic system. It actually calms your heart center. It's actually giving you that opportunity to begin to connect your heart mind again. Because our heart is supposed to be connected with our mind. And when we're running on all these programs, our mind is one picking everything and our heart got who knows where we left it behind <laughs> and then when it wakes up and it's oh here it's hurting it's yeah. hurting it's broken it's fractured so the whole thing is is that you take that deep breath you begin to tap back into your heart and you start to proclaim because the truth is is i am lovable the truth is is i am good enough the truth is is my voice is powerful and i have the right to speak it the truth is i have the right to do a job that brings me joy and love and happiness and lights me up i have the right to create a life that just tingles and brings me so much passion every day that i can't wait to get up again and do it again the next day and that's where you start to rewrite everything within you and there's again there's layers to it so it's you start to catch it and as you do you realize that and then the contracts that you have and that you find whether they are from this life or any other life you start to just cancel them delete them i don't agree to them anymore gosh that's crazy that that is amazing that is really something that i think i i wouldn't say i i'm aware or i knew about that kind of strategy or structure but it's those things that people start doing like on their own it's like why like you, you'll go through a moment you'll go through a dark phase and you're like you know i i wish i knew why i felt like this and you'll probably acknowledge it and that's really about that as much as we'll do um i think what's really interesting about what you're saying and what you described to me is that it's not a one-stop process it's a ongoing and commitment to your mental health well-being whatever it is that you're changing it's a commitment to yourself which again those kind of things nowadays aren't easy to make people you know you got everyone that you're committing to when it comes to yourself you just like you had already said you probably left yourself behind a long time ago it's, it is it's a it's definitely a spiritual maturity mm -hmm. a spiritual adulthood if you will and i use the word spiritual as just the complete essence of who you are and the example I like to give of that is when you were a kid, you lived in a home with your family and your whole world consisted of whatever 
dynamic was going on in the family, your school right. life, your friends, and whatever mm -hmm. cool shows you were watching on TV. And that was your world. You yes. were in your imaginary realm a lot more. Your mind wasn't really conscious that it took your parents going to work to make money to pay bills and you probably weren't as conscious of what a mortgage was and oh in order for me to turn that light on I actually need to pay an electric company and pay a bill and oh the water just doesn't magically come from anywhere it just why doesn't it happen mm -hmm. there's all of these sub these structures that are going on around you that we're clueless to as a child but as we grow up kind of like you were talking about later you move out and you go like oh oh yeah in order for my clothes to be soft I put one of these softeners in the dryer yep. so there's all these little nuances and things we start to learn and that's called becoming an adult mm -hmm. becoming mature becoming you know more aware of your surroundings and what's going on and then you realize oh I can shift and change things I can actually create a lifestyle that's different than my parents had right well your spiritual body your aura your energy body your soul is no different there is all these things automatically going on around you and most people are walking around with an incredibly dirty spiritual body yeah. because it's riddled with other people's energy. It's riddled with entities. It's riddled with things. Every time you decided to be less than who you were when your parents were having an argument, you literally took on their energy. And we do that no matter what environment we're going into. We can be hanging out with somebody and if somebody say i mean the classic example of a narcissistic empathetic relationship you got the narcissist who has no idea they're flinging their crap everywhere because mm -hmm. they really don't give a crap that yeah. they're doing it yeah. and then you get the empath over here thinking everything is their fault and they need to fix it and so all they're doing is soaking in soaking in soaking in all this other people's energy so what's happening to their energy field it's being depleted it's like a it's dirty gone. dirty sponge and the, they're yeah they're being depleted and so we realize that every time someone's out there doing narcotics of any kind, alcohol, why do you think they call alcohol spirits? <laughs> there you go. Yeah, I never actually thought about that. Every time you, like someone is taking any of these substances and they're not doing it in a very conscious, mature way almost as a sacred ritual because mm -hmm. how many people do you know out there doing drinking as a spiritual ritual right, not right. too many no. what's happening to the auric field around them their energetic body is literally getting holes and tears in it and what it's doing is it's attracting etheric entities who are in the astral realms who still want to have an earth experience of drinking some alcohol and they're attaching to people so yep. you'll actually see people's fields completely riddled with other energies and beings because you've you've got how many okay so here's an example how many people have you seen going like i'm never going to drink again this <laughs> is done many, right? right too many yeah and then and then it's like it's like there's a weakness or something it's like i as much as i want to it's like i feel like i can't stop or i just pick the bottle up again or it's like just this other part of me clicks over mm -hmm. that's entity attachment hmm. that's other beings literally going like no 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 yeah. you've been my hitchhike ride to this physical realm hook me up <laughs> yeah again it's the same thing all we got to do is catch it mm -hmm. that's why there's people who do the things that i do the work right. that i do mm -hmm. and you just here having this conversation with me you're 
completely being in a realm of where you can assist another person Mm -hmm. to go like, hey, man, you might want to catch that and just start clearing that stuff. Affirm that your space is your space. Every single person on this planet has the right to single soul occupancy. That Mm -hmm. means your body's yours and nobody, no person, no entity, no thing has the right to take your energy because your energy is sacred and it's yours. Yeah. Yep. I I completely agree with you. Gosh, that is that is ridiculous. That is some <laughs> ridiculous stuff. And I only say that because that's that's part of that puzzle of what I want to do with the rest of my life. And really, I don't think I think you get asked that question in school, but it's that what do you what's your dream job? Mm-hmm. It's not what's your dream. And that's that's a big different question than what's your dream job. So, well, Becca, I I would say how how would you want to start helping somebody? I guess how is somebody going to come find you and get to work with you because after what i'm hearing too um i think it's still a developing concept that people are figuring out like souls you actually have the right to choose and change your soul in the way you believe what's somebody's first step or what should they do to come work with you i guess well i would say the first step would just be contact Mm -hmm. um basically if somebody's already seeking this kind of work that i do uh there's already an an inner spark kind of prodding them towards change in their life. Yep. I generally tell people that when you come to work with me, it's not going to be easy in the sense that I'm going to hold you as the person doing the work. Mm-hmm. You are the one that's going to have to shift and change everything because I can't do it for you. Right. Just like nobody can do anything for you. You mm-hmm. have to make the decision for you whether or not you're going to make those changes in your life. Right. I will be there every step of the way. And it's not easy at first. At first, going through that first doorway of what we've been avoiding our whole life, that fear that we had of, of stepping out, of being seen, of being heard, of potentially losing friends or family Mm -hmm. you know like if I speak my voice oh my gosh will my family love me that's scary absolutely paralyzing for so many people and when there is somebody there saying hey I've been through that door and you make it through that door and you there's a sense of going not only did you make it but you feel like a hundred times lighter yeah. Yeah. <laughs> than oh, you were a yeah. minute ago. Oh, yeah. That's a real thing. It gets addictive. Mm-hmm. It literally gets addictive to where you actually will start to look for the next thing that has been limiting you in any way because there's a voice inside of you. There's your truth self going like, no way am I going to put up with this anymore. And in that, I would say just the first step is to actually have the desire if you resonate with any of this conversation at all there's something inside that's saying hey i can be more yep yeah no and i i definitely do so i think you and i are going to be in contact (laughs) real soon and that's again it's just it's just one of those things that i personally have felt very strong about in the sense that i've felt the power and the spirits in the world that things just aren't right right now blame it on media blame it on the internet blame it on whoever you want but I definitely do believe that people are not assuming the responsibility for their own personal well-being, health, whatever it is, that driver, that vision that they had as a child or as they grew up. Just with everything going on, it kind of just everyone got slapped in the face with that. And I don't think enough people are took maybe the time that they needed to take to really rethink and re-strategize or just soul search. And unfortunately, you know, that happened. But 
I think more people down the road with everything going on are going to be opening that door and getting some sort of taste or realization that this is probably not the life I wanted to live and what do I need to do about it? So, man, you you gave me a lot to think about and I'm so happy that you were here today because this was something that I, I, I honestly, like I just said, I, I honestly had going through my head this morning and this past couple of weeks and stuff like that and with the new baby in the family, it's something I have been thinking about, you know, where's my career going to take me in? Just the career that I'm building going to sustain the life that I want? Uh, or do I need to make some adjustments here? And kind of like you just said, if I want to make those adjustments, are, is my family going to accept me or going to deny me for those adjustments? And what's really crazy is that recently I've actually been feeling good about making those decisions because of a recent event. Like you just said, I was able to resolve it, acknowledge it. And I was like, wow, that actually worked. Like I actually got to somebody like it was, it was a inspiring and a motivating moment. So it's made me at least open my eyes a little bit more and start to think about those bigger pictures because now the next challenge is is the career that I'm building is it going to sustain the life that I want and a lot of people will just automatically assume hey you have a business you have this you're set right and like you're telling me no there's a lot more that's coming with it so you thank you we I had a great time with you I I hope you had likewise thank you I do have one more thing I want to ask you if we're gonna continue on the soul searching journey what's next for you Well, the first thing I I actually want to say, just kind of to wrap everything else up, is is I want to just make the offer and and the plea to everyone to just please be gentle with yourself. That it's not our fault, Mm -hmm. you know, even though we are taking responsibility. We also didn't come into this reality being taught all of these things. Mm -hmm. And so it's really important that we are loving and gentle with ourselves through the process and in that to offer just to plant the seed of being a neutral compassionate witness that everything comes up that instead of taking one side of the polarity that we actually be able to be neutral especially with everything that comes up that we are wanting to heal and clear and in that we actually understand the the world is in a little bit of a people and chaos right now. Mm-hmm. And we came here to change it. Yep. But the only way to change it is first we have to get kind of our boat in balance on this sea of chaos. Mm-hmm. And as we do that, all of it will start to just lend itself to that healing process. So in that what I would say is holding in the future is that I'm really, my hopes with, with soul-based life, with my, my business that I have here is really to create an anchor, to create a, a sanctuary for people to come to be, to have a, a, a breath of fresh air outside of all of this chaos in the world that is happening right now in order to kind of get a better inner standing of oneself. Mm-hmm. And in that, um, Part of that is is the disclosure of everything that's been going on, the disclosure of what's been going on with our psyche, Mm -hmm. with our physical bodies, and then beyond that with what's going on on the planet. Yep. And in that, knowledge is key. Knowledge, choosing to know is key. And one of the things I'm actually offering right now that I've I've just started up is an an ascension group, a soul speak ascension group that's okay. really about working with people who are choosing to live their life as a daily sacred ritual. That everything you do is actually 
done with conscious awareness that you start to become that spiritual adult that is aware of every thought and action that you're having and understanding through entanglement you are affecting absolutely everything on the planet and right. with that that you are acknowledging whatever's been going on inside and doing the sacred processes speaking to the fire telling the stories and letting them go and so that's um that would be what I would say is where my next step is going is really starting to work with more groups and in, in how to work with this on a daily basis that it's not just you know meditate you mm. know once a week or once a month go download or, the calm app uh, and you're good to go I, I took a deep breath today yep. and I did a yoga class it's like no this is this is walking waking meditation of life of mindfulness and that's what this is and what was the name of the group that you I'm calling it, it's the Soul Speak um, Ascension group. Good. It's, okay. it's, uh, there's a link for it on Meetup, but it's basically on my website okay. that you can find out more about it. Cool. And what's your website? So my website is withbecca.com. I always just like to tell yeah. people my name's Becca, mm -hmm. B-E-C-C-A. So it's withbecca.com. <laughs> I, again, I think there was more than enough for people to take away from today's episode. And I definitely think that this is needed especially right now more than ever and it's going to be something that needs to be talked about again health wellness um, spirituality all this stuff is starting to come to the surface of what our world is dying for today and i think you're in the right spot so again becca thank you for being here and talking with me you gave me a lot of insight and a lot, a lot of knowledge today and again i hope all of our listeners and anybody that is listening can you know learn something from this and reach out to you if they need to again i will I'll go ahead and try to add your URL to our uh, episode description and all sorts of stuff, and we'll get some information out there for you. But just want to say thank you. Well, and I just want to say thank you. Thank you for creating, creating this platform and all the energy and effort you've put into this. I can really feel your passion in it. Good. So thank you Good. so much for awesome. being you. <laughs> all right, Becca. Well, thank you. And everybody, thank you for listening and uh, listen to our next show. We'll see you then. All right. Bye-bye. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the podcast today. We just want to go ahead and let you know that this podcast was recorded in Speak Studios, a place for anybody and all creatives to come create their podcast of their dreams. If you guys have an idea, come on by, visit us at speakpodcasting.com and you can learn more.